The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello, and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Coates, and I'm super excited about our guest we have on the episode today. Changing it up a little bit. Usually we have a licensed therapist from 180 Counseling, but my friend Madison from 96.1 BBB asked if she could join on the podcast, and of course... I said yes. You went from licensed therapist to me. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel, right? No, no, no. no. I've stepped up because now we're in like quasi-celebrity status, so it's super cool. Well, I am looking forward to it. This is fun. This is a lot of fun because you and I talk all the time. It's like you're a therapist, but you're also a friend giving advice. And it's always stuff that it affects me, but it affects so many other people. And that's why I'm excited to be here. Well, and you know, I listen to you in the mornings and you. you share really good little nuggets in the morning. You were sharing a story about compassion and how somebody was just really compassionate towards a neighbor. And I just, you know, was thinking how you're, you're just a good advocate for just being a kind human. Well, thank you. These days. That Absolutely. Is so sweet to say. See, I may have flunked Psychology 101 when I was at Carolina, but I'm nice. But you're nice. You got an A plus in nice. <laughs> That's got to count for something, right? Look, I haven't told you this, but the first time I came over here, I was totally fangirling. Oh, were you? Yes, I was so nervous. That is so funny. I told my husband, I was like, dude. I, I used to listen to Madison like in college and early on my oh career. Oh my gosh, I am flattered. Oh, it was so funny. And then you met me and you're like, it's just like, girl, she's like hanging out with your friend next door. I was like, she's like a new friend. This is so cool. <laughs> well, I'm glad you let me be on the show. Thank you very much. Well, and I know that as we've been talking, you have had some changes at home in the yeah, past month. I have. And you know, my daughter left for college And Bill, we went through this before. Bill went to Rice University, and he started out as an exchange student with us. And it was supposed to be for a year. My daughter would always say they were looking for host families at our high school. And Kennedy said, Mom, you're always talking about diversity and trying to understand other cultures. And I'm like, no, I mean for other people. not for (laughs) Your father travels. I don't mean for me. And she kept saying, Mom, this will be a great opportunity to learn. And I finally gave in. I said, OK, Kennedy, one year. So Bill came to live with us. And that was, what, six years ago. And he's a part of our family now. So last year, he left for Texas. And I thought, OK, this is hard. And it was like a piece of your heart is just gone. But I thought, OK, I'm a little wiser now to go through this the second time. I know what to expect. So Kennedy got into college. And I thought, this is going to be easier. Oh my goodness. No, it's not. It was, if anything, harder. But I was proud of myself because we dropped her off and you had said, you know, kids emulate what they see. And she's 17, so she's still technically a kid. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be positive and upbeat. So I didn't cry the entire day. But as soon as the car door closed and Carrie put the car in reverse, I sobbed and continued to sob all the way back to Raleigh. And it was funny because Bill is in the front seat and he's looking at Carrie like, good grief. And he said the next day he was supposed to leave. And he said, can anybody take me to the airport other than mom? I don't want her to take me. 
<laughs> I don't want to make her cry again. I, I can't go through this with her. But it's it's one of the hardest things ever. Well, and do you think maybe the difference is Bill is not your actual biological son? I mean, you love yeah. him, I'm sure, but... This but is maybe a little different. But I guess maybe that's it. It's like, you know, five years with somebody versus a, a lifetime. lifetime with somebody. And yeah, I was so wrong. I, I thought it would be easier, but it was truly. And it's like I saw someone post on Facebook a picture of what it's like when you drop your kid off in kindergarten and how you're pulling them out of the house. And then they showed a picture of you leaving them at college and it's the complete opposite and you're trying to hold on to them and that's exactly how it is you you raise them to be these independent people that are ready to go off and you know kind of forge their own path but at the same time it's different and the dynamics of your family are changing and and I think that's what hit me hardest is people kept saying it's never going to be the same I like the same I love it well, I think most humans do like the same. That's part of what I think all of us are struggling with during this whole pandemic season is yeah, it's change. True. Everything changes all the time. Last week, it was different than this yep. week. Change is hard and especially letting your child fly from the nest. Oh, oh my goodness. Books can't prepare you for this feeling. And then people would say to me, Sarah, they'd say, well, at least she's like 45 minutes away. And I'm like, well, Thank you, but that doesn't really help me. In fact, it, it kind of hurts more because it makes you feel like you don't have a right to be upset because your kid's only 45 minutes away. It's kind of like when you have a C-section and people look at that and go, oh, well, I had somebody actually say this to me because both my kids were uh, emergency C-sections and they're like, oh, well, you didn't get to experience the whole childbirth. And I'm like, but yeah, I, I did. It's like, don't take away from my experience just because your experience was different. Absolutely. Yeah, that's tragic. Don't minimize someone else's experience just because yours looks different. Lots of people are doing the comparison game. Yeah. And that's difficult. Yeah. Don't compare yourself to somebody else because you'll get, I mean, it's there's nothing good can result right. from that except somebody feeling bad. Yeah. And I did because then, like I said, I would feel bad and would stop talking about it with friends and that's one of the things we always say. You need to talk about things. Once That's what helps you feel better. Absolutely. Well, it's what helps you process things. And having a child go off to college, it's a loss in a way, you know, a loss of their body in your house, loss of routine, loss of different structure and how you used to know it. Yeah. And I think it's important for parents who, whether they're sending their kids to college or even if they've had their babies at home and now they're sending them back to school yeah. or kindergartners starting school, mm -hmm. all of it is a loss of what you used to know. It's, it's appropriate to kind of manage that the grief that comes along with that. I wish we would give each other permission to just mm -hmm. feel wherever you are in your journey, just give each other permission to feel what you're feeling instead of judging somebody. And comparing your story to someone else's story. And that's the beauty of therapy. Plug mm -hmm. here for therapy. I mean, that's what we do in the therapy room is we give the client 100% permission, 150% permission to feel what they feel. No judgment. Just feel it, whatever it is. We say that like it's, that's not something that's light. I mean, that's huge, actually. I think that's just, it's like a burden being lifted off your shoulders. I actually read something last week that was talking about kids in college and how this whole pandemic has been so stressful for them and how we really need to keep an eye on them. And it's true, especially if you've got these kids, whether they're a freshman 
or a senior, they're missing out on that whole experience, something they've waited their whole lives to. This is the this is it. This is what they've been working towards their whole life. And because of this pandemic, it looks completely different than they were hoping for, than they thought it would be. And they were in this the story they were talking about how that's affected these young people. Well, and that's a loss too. So that's a loss of maybe a perceived experience or what they thought it was going to be like. I was at JCC, Johnston Community College, the other week doing an event and the head of their academic support services told me that they're excited. They're 75% in person now. Oh, wow. So, But that still means there's 25%, 25% that yep. are online. And so if a freshman is jumping in yep. online, that's not the way their parents experienced college. Mm-hmm. And so, or their siblings might've experienced it. So it's mm-hmm. a loss of this perceived idea of how life was going to be. And I look back on college and in the academics of it, you're, you're learning that's there, but it's also the experience of being in college. And that's that's a lot these kids are missing out on. Yeah. And the experience is stressful, too. So I have a close friend who sent her daughter off to school. And so, you know, they have to get tested every mm-hmm. every week, every Tuesday morning. She goes for COVID testing. Well, I mean, you and I did not experience yeah. that. Yep. And that's a whole layer of stress. You got to wait in line, make sure mm-hmm. you're crossing your fingers that mm-hmm. your test is negative. And that's a whole other level of stress. That's very true because we went on a vacation and I told my husband I don't ever want to go anywhere other than like the beach or the mountains that I can drive to again because it was so stressful. You had to get a test before you left, but then to come home and you know by the end of a vacation, you're ready to come home. It's like this is great, but there's no place like home. Well, you have to get the COVID test. And when we walked up, there was a guy that was just having a meltdown because his was there was a problem with it and he's like well what am i supposed to do it's a whole level of stress when you think i may be stranded in this place for god knows how long if my test is positive or if there's a problem good gracious i can't imagine going through it every week at school when you're waiting for those results. I know, it's a whole different season these kids are going through and all of us are going through. What are you doing to manage your stress and maybe some grief and loss from your daughter going off to school? What are you doing to manage it all? Well, I'm mostly getting eye rolls from my husband. He is. He's not. He didn't read. Come the book. on, Carrie. He's like, you know, honey, you've got to, you've got to let her go. I'm like, you don't know. You're not a therapist like Sarah Coates. But even he, his, it's different for him. And he tries to, you know, pretend that he's all tough. But the day that he left for campus, he had to go get the car, and I was going to walk with her to the car. And he, I get in the car, and he's like, I didn't get to give a proper goodbye. And oh. Yeah, and I think that added to my sobbing. Yes. Although I think maybe maybe subconsciously he wanted to get the car because it would have been harder for him yeah. because they're extremely close. It's funny because he went to, uh, I texted him one morning and said, hey, how's your morning going? He said, it's great, I'm on my way back. I went to drop off some things to Kennedy. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And I didn't get that invite. And she had said, hey, I need a couple of things. And they planned it so that he could go spend that special time with her, which, you know, I'm glad you want your, you, you, who doesn't want their their partner to be an active role in their kid's life? But there was a little bit of jealousy of, wait a minute, she called you and you didn't wait for me? So he's, I know he's feeling it too. But for me, and I'm not gonna lie, it's been hard because it's been, it, it's just different. We were very close and 
all of the kids are close to Carrie, but you know, as a mom, you have that special relationship with your daughter. It's like you go through the rough patch and then you come out on the other side closer than ever. So with Kennedy, if anything was wrong in my life, she was the one that knew before anybody. She could just pick up on it every night. Tell me I'm not spoiled. This kid would come tuck me in at night because I go to bed before everybody else. And she's like, Mom, I'm going to tuck you in. And I'm so it was it was really because nobody else is tucking me in at the house. I can tell you that Jackson's like, get over it. You'll be all right. But I do. I try not to go visit because everybody told me not to do that. It's like, oh, the first month, don't go over there. And I told her on your terms, if you need something, let me know. I'll always be there for you. Ain't no mountain high enough. I'll come running. But I'm not going to intrude on your turf. I want you to have your own experience. So I'm leaving her alone. But I'm also looking at the phone when there's a, a phone call or a text going, hey, how are you doing? But I'm trying to... If she does have some bumps in the road, trying to focus on the positive, and I'll try to end the conversation. Well, tell me something great that happened today. What's the best thing that happened today to kind of refocus her? Because you know how college is, you have roommates. There's always some sort of stress, whether it's didn't get the class I wanted, the roommate doesn't want the air conditioning on. So I just try to be as positive as I can. I listen and try to just be quiet and listen, I've learned. But I try to, to end it on something positive. So she kind of focuses on that instead. For the most part, the kid is just having such a remarkable experience. It's it, She picked the best place, I think, for her. Wasn't, you know, I was while I was steering her to one place, because that was my alma mater, I'm so glad she didn't listen to me, because this is a much better. And we were there for our, the whole parent orientation. And I knew then, I'm like, okay, this is the best place her she's she'll text me and she's like mom i'm adulting i'm thriving (laughs) i'm thriving thriving i'm like well you haven't been there a month but okay (laughs) all right honey keep thriving oh um, that's awesome well you know i heard i heard a couple things just in that little bit you're listening instead of jumping in to give the mom advice yeah because she's trying to be an adult she's adulting Mm -hmm. and i think it's so important that we give these kids really their space to Make mistakes, yeah. learn from them and grow. So I love that you're listening. And and then even better, just finishing the conversation with, tell me something good. What's the positive that you can focus on? Honestly, I think just given everything going on just in the past couple of weeks with our nation and everything, yeah. it is so important for us to be focusing on the positive. Mm-hmm. And people say that all the time. Oh, focus on the positive and just yeah. like try It's cliche. But you really have to dial in and find what are the good little nuggets that happen mm-hmm. today for you or a family member and really dial in and focus on those. Gosh, and that's for everybody, because it's like you said, if you watch the news at all and you have to to some extent yes. to know what's going on in the world, it's some serious stuff. Mm. And it's just it's not good. And I know on the news they don't you know, good doesn't sell papers. Right. I understand that. But good gracious, it's just every way you turn, you're being hit with something that's just not great for our country and for our fellow man. So you cannot be human and not be affected by that. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a it's a struggle for me. I try to find the balance. I'm wired to want to know what's happening politically yeah. and in the news. That's just who I am. I can't ignore it I and put my hand on like my that. So I want to hear about it, but then I'm trying to balance. How do I not let it overshadow what's happening in my day to day life? Yeah. 
It's hard. It's like with my mother. I'll talk to her, and that woman watches the news from four o'clock until it's until Jeopardy comes on. She's watching the news, and she watches every. And I'm like, Mom, they're repeating the same news. Yeah, you can stop watching minutes. it, but she gets obsessed with it, and then she'll get very anxious yes. about things. And I don't know how to to get her to stop doing that. It's her routine, and it's what she does. But I feel like that's a big part of the stress that people are feeling now. Absolutely. I, I, I agree. The uh, the news cycle and social media. You know, I've been on the soapbox the past week because I'm just overly irritated with everybody who has an opinion and now they have a platform. Yeah. So your neighbor who knows nothing about medicine or politics, but they have a platform. <laughs> right. But they have a platform to air their opinion. And it's just solely opinion. And that's fine. Everyone's yeah. entitled to one. But it doesn't mean we need to all listen to it. Right. And I think that's what's happening is so many people have opinions and now this little phone in our hand and a social media platform of some sort to just air their opinion Mm -hmm. and then people just are swayed by that Mm -hmm. and I think that's causing so much confusion and it's just in your face all the time I'm like can't you just post pictures of your kids dorm rooms I just want to see your your dog for dog day (laughs) that's all just some happy happy joy joy but it's the truth everybody wants to share their opinions and it's funny to me when people post all the stuff about COVID regardless of how you feel about it but I'm thinking I bet if your doctor told you you needed to lose weight you wouldn't do that but if somebody said if somebody said oh this food is really bad for you or get you don't care about that but all of a sudden with this particular thing you're an expert all of a sudden it's just so funny to me it's funny and i'm i'm sorry but i'm totally annoyed by it (laughs) not gonna lie It has. It'll make you unfriend some people. Oh, that's man. for sure. But you know what? That right there is an example. I'm a. I'm really big on boundaries, right. and I I teach a lot of boundary work in my therapy space, and I practice it for myself too. And that's an example of boundary setting right there. Unfollow people on social yeah, media. You have to. If sometimes. it doesn't make you feel good or you're I've feeling a pit in your stomach, unfollow them. It's okay. It's, uh, that's all right to do. I had to do that because I'm like everybody's entitled to their opinion. I get that. But when Absolutely. you start being nasty. To other people, it's like okay, don't I? Ha- I have very little patience for that. There's a way to say your opinion without putting someone else down and using that kind of language and that mm-hmm. tone. That I just can't stand. Me either. I mean, we're supposed to lift each other up, not stomp all over them if they don't feel the same way. And Absolutely. I can't get with that. But it's funny you talk about boundaries and back to this whole college thing because one thing I have learned that I kind of didn't count on is that when your child leaves for college. It's hard for the one that's left behind, too. Yes, I didn't think about that. Mm. Jackson, the day we got back, and he's always that, he's just a sweet little gentle soul. He comes in the house and he was like, didn't want to go. He had school for half day, but he hadn't been talking about it a lot. So he was, I felt like, okay, he's this boy's in a little bit of denial. But when I came home and my my face was red, eyes were red, and he comes over and he puts his big old lanky six three arms around me and he goes, "Oh, mom, I'm so sorry. I know your heart's hurting. What's for dinner?" (laughs) (laughs) So much compassion there. (laughs) What's for dinner? But at the same time, he also, when we did go take her to breakfast that day, he didn't want to go. When she would call, we would get everybody on for FaceTime call. He didn't want to be on it. And I think it was because it was making it harder. Yeah, he's avoiding it. He was avoiding Mm -hmm. it. And finally, we talked about it. And he's I said, you know, she's coming home. And he's like, I know, but it's just different. And I'm like, okay, so he's 16. And you would think, you know, 16 year old boy doesn't care. He cares, too. That kid that's left at home 
cares just as much. Well, that's important for parents to recognize that because there are a lot of kids that have gone to college and siblings are at home and mm-hmm. it's it feels different. I mean, I can just imagine, it's like, uh, not the same. So this is not a comparison. But, you know, when I take my dog to the groomer for the day and the house yeah. feels a little empty because yeah. I don't hear the pitter-patter mm-hmm. running around, for a sip that's still at home, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it feels empty. There's yeah. not that energy that was once there. Yeah. Not the same level. There's nobody to argue with. No, yeah. We set up some boundaries because I was. I was all in his face as soon as he walked in the door. How was your day? Huh? Huh? Tell me about your day. What do you want for dinner? Huh? Huh? Anything you want. And he's like, Mom, chill. Yeah. So one night he's in his room and I go in and he always shuts the door, which I can't stand. I'm like, just open the door. There's nobody up here. You can leave your door open. So I open the door and he's like, you can hear that deep sigh of please just go anywhere else in this house. And I'm like, Jackson. And I'm asking him about his day and getting the one word answers. And he's laying on his bed on his phone. I said, oh, did you just get out of the shower? He's like, yeah. I said, your back looks really dry. I'm going to put some lotion on it for you. And he's like, seriously? And I said, yeah. So I'm rubbing this lotion on the kid's back. And I'm like, this is just gooey. And he's like, where did you get that? And I said, it was on your dresser. He said, mom, that's soap. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, now I have to take another shower. Can you close the door on your way out? (laughs) You're like, just let me love you. Just please. I want to love you, son. You're all I have left. Pay attention to me. Oh. And I got, can you shut the door on your way out? But again, it just speaks to that. whole. and, And I guess it should make parents feel proud that, They've raised their kids to be independent and that it is it's something that you don't want to give up. It's like you you do these traditions when they're younger and you try to, you know, come up with these special things. So you create this environment that they will love and they will miss. So I guess that's that's like a good thing that you've created that kind of bond with your kids, that kind of family, that it is something that you're not going good, good, right. go to good college riddance. by yeah. all means. So that's something too that you, if you need a little pat on your back moment, right? That's something that you can feel good about. Yeah, that's the positive part to kind of end with, right? And to yeah. think about is you've created this independent adult, which is what we are supposed to be doing, yep. growing them up so that they can make their own decisions and their own path in life. Yep. Not creating mini me's and clones of ourselves, yeah. but helping them become independent thinkers so they can forge their own way. Yeah, and then creating a space that they want to return it's something to. that they want to return yes. to. It's funny you asked me some things that I was doing to kind of cope with it, to deal with it, and I think one of the things that's helped me the most is I was focusing on the fact that everyone kept telling me it's never going to be the same. It's never going to be the same. And then it occurred to me one night, I was drifting off to sleep and then something said, you know what? It's never going to be the same, but maybe it's going to be better. Oh, yes. And I thought, huh, well, maybe it is. Maybe she's going to grow up and she's going to be this person that I'm even closer to than I was before. And then I'll get grandkids one day and it'll be really good. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, but that's such a an important point is different doesn't have to be bad. Yeah. Again, just looking at everything going on globally and within our nation and especially with the pandemic, it all feels different all the time, week to week. But it doesn't mean it has to be bad. Yeah. It's just different. Just different. And how can we as humans embrace different and still find the good mm-hmm. and keep living on? Because that change is hard, change is hard. for everybody. But- Maybe we can talk about, too, how it affects, because one of the things I'm learning is 
the effect that it has on your marriage mm. when the kids are leave. That's yeah. something else I hadn't thought about. And that looks different. And you do. I mean, Jackson is Mr. Independent. He looks for a reason to get right. out of the house. Now, why wouldn't he with mama rubbing lotion on his back? <laughs> I mean, I can't, no, so. <laughs> I can't say that I blame the boy. But it, now it's just Carrie and I. And it's like, wow. And you hear it's kind of scary because you often hear about people that go their separate ways after the kids grow up and go to college. And I wonder if a big part of it is because they don't know how to deal with those changes or deal with the dynamics of it being different. Well, and I think, too, what happens, and and I say this with a lot of young adults that come in for couples therapy, which is, by the way, side note, a great thing to do if you're a young married couple, young couple in a partnership, do seek out therapy because Mm -hmm. it's better to go for a couple's counseling before the problems come so you know how to manage them when they do, when they do. Good advice. But, you know, the thing is, a lot of couples invest their whole life into their children. The children are the focus. The relationship looks like kids first, couple second. And then when the kids leave, they have nothing in common anymore. Yeah. And that's why a lot of marriages actually do in divorce, do end in divorce, you know, after the 20 year mark when the kids are out of school because yeah. the, the couple doesn't know how to connect just about themselves. And you just said, it's like I hadn't thought about it until you just said that. It's because we're, we're focused so much on the kids. And it's like you don't put people still have date nights and it's like, oh, my, I can't remember, especially with the pandemic. I can't remember the last time we had a date night. Right. And good gracious, I think if I could give somebody advice, that would probably be it. It's like focus on that marriage, too. It's all about the kids. But, you know, don't forget the reason you married this person because it's so hard for that to get lost. Absolutely. And so if you're listening today, certainly whatever stage of relationship you're in, you've got to focus on the relationship and the kids cannot be the priority. They're hugely important, obviously. I'm not negating that. They can't take priority over the relationship because they're going to leave one day. They're going to be gone. And your relationship will fall apart if you don't have a common ground anymore. Exactly. And you're going to be sitting there going, okay, now what? Mm -hmm. And it's going to look completely different. We're going to start doing date nights from here on out. That's for sure. Absolutely. And then it's like you don't, the thing about date nights, I always thought it had to be like this big, you know, something big. Over the top. It it doesn't. It can be something simple like watching a movie together at home. or So don't not do it because you think it has to be, you don't even have to leave the house. If you go on the deck and have dinner outside together and tell the kids, y'all leave us alone. Right, right, right. Leave us alone. Or I know it's so many couples, you know, especially with Netflix and Hulu and Mm -hmm. all those kinds of streaming channels is, you know, they have their show that the Uh couple watches together after the kids go to bed. Yeah. And that might not be a date night, but it's certainly a date hour together. It's time time spent together. And that's one thing we did do. Carrie, we would always watch probably because the kids would get up and leave the room, but he likes watching. He's a big sci-fi geeky kind of guy. And he watches these B movies where it's some earthquake or tornado. There's some imminent danger at hand, whereas I'm more of a, you know, rom-com Hallmark Channel kind of person. So I was sitting there last night, we were watching a movie together, and I thought, I must really love you to be watching this movie because it's (laughs) horrible. (laughs) But that counts. We were together. We were together. time together. Well, if you had to say three pieces of advice, to give people who have kids who are, maybe their kid's a senior and they're getting to that point of, this is gonna be me coming up, or maybe they're going through it now. Right. What what advice would you give them? Well, just number one, what we were just talking about, stay connected to your spouse or partner 
through okay. the child rearing years. You have to stay connected. Um, and then, you know, parents who are letting their kids fly maintain healthy boundaries. You don't okay. want to be that over-involved parent that is, you know, running up to the school or, you know, oh catching a yeah. flight, showing yeah. up unexpected, you know, yeah. let let these kids adult and yeah. learn how to adult and don't jump in and, and swoop in and solve every problem. I mean, certainly I think we can all kind of sort through what is an important problem to jump in on and what is something that the kid can really figure out on their right. own. And then the third point is, I always say, honor your own grief and loss. This is a minor mm-hmm. grief and loss of yours, and just honor that and give space and allow yourself to feel sad when you feel sad and feel joy when you feel it. And by goodness, don't place judgment on what you're feeling. Just yeah. let it be. Just let it be. Let it be. <laughs> let it be. And this is not just great advice. A lot of times people think this just applies to the moms, but I have talked to coworkers mm. and friends and the and the dads are the ones like, oh my goodness, it was harder for me. Or this is, she's fine. I'm the one that's falling apart here. I had a friend just the other day, her kid went to Elon and she's like, I'm fine, but Kevin, he is a mess. He's having a really hard time with this. So don't feel like you're any less of a man right. because you're affected by this. It just means you're a gentle, sweet soul, in my opinion. Yeah, who who feels connected to your kid and loves your kid. I mean, my kids are young teenagers, but I know. The day that they fly yeah. the nest, my husband's going to fall apart. He might Aww. fall apart more than me. And there's no shame in that. No shame in that, men. Let your feelings show. It's okay. You are human. That That's means right. you have feelings. That's right. And for our kids that are going back, everybody's starting to go back to school now in, in person. We're seeing a lot more kids going back in person. What if your kid is having a hard time adjusting? Because it's relearning in a lot of ways. I had this conversation with a guy last week, and he's like, it's actually been harder for my kid than I thought because it's been almost a year and a half since his kid has been in a classroom and he's kind of having some issues with it. I can imagine that. And it's interesting when I look across the counties, different county lines, different jurisdictions, yeah. they're all doing something different. Yeah. And so it's hard to make one you know, uh, final statement about this is how you should help your kid navigate this because that might not apply for right. you in your jurisdiction or county. Just like we were saying earlier, different doesn't mean bad. And, right. and, and I think it's good to sit with your kids and say, yes, that is very hard, but we can do hard things because we are resilient and we yeah. just have to keep love pushing that. through. I get up in arms about kids wearing masks to school. That's my personal thing. But guess right. what? My kids don't care about doing. They don't a care mask that they school. have to wear a mask, right? <laughs> so I'm all like, no, our class, our school reinstated yeah. mask right before school started. I was all in a tizzy. And what does my oldest say? She's like, can we still change classes? Are we still going to move around? Can we still do sports? Yes. That's all she cares She's about. She's like, I don't care about wearing a mask. See? And so I'm like, you know, parents, a lot of times I think we make our issue yeah, the child's we issue. Do. We and do. we need to stop doing that. Let's let's listen to the kid. What's hard for you? Forget what's hard for us. What's mm-hmm. hard for you, child? And then the kid will say what's hard for them. Yeah. And then we encourage, let's be Man, resilient. Man, that's the truth. We do. We look at it. And I'm, I'm guilty of that, too. I it's like too. I will jump right on there and go, well, this can't possibly be a good thing. And they're like, I don't I really don't mind at all. I'm good. I'm cool with right. it. I actually like it. And yeah. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> exactly. And you know what that is, though? That's boundary work. Parents have to put boundaries around their own ideas and opinions sometimes and listen to what the kid is sharing and and not try to make our kids again mini me's and clones of ourselves but let them have their own thoughts and opinions that's the one thing carrie has been really good about he's so much better at that than i am he's like let her live her own life let her make her own mistakes 
just because you did it this way or I did it that way, it doesn't matter. She's got to learn to be her own person. So just encourage her. I was talking this morning about the fact that she's uh, she's like my Sue Heck kid, if you've ever watched The Middle, that tries out for everything and makes nothing. Yes. But I love the <laughs> fact that she ha- she's so tenacious. She doesn't stop and she is always has a great attitude and always supports the ones that do make it, whereas I would have been stomping and saying, you're not my friend anymore back in high school, right. throwing, slinging some drama. But this kid will like make them a poster and support oh. them. But he's like, you've got to support what she's doing. If she wants to, to do Quidditch or whatever, quilting, you be there to support <laughs> it. But that goes along with re- what you were saying is don't put your dreams on your kid. Just let them be. Just let 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 them be. Let it be. Isn't that our, that's our that's theme our, song that, for That today. should be our theme song. <laughs> Just let it be. Yeah. All right. Any other advice you got for us today? I, I, you know, I think I think that's it. I think I've dumped all my knowledge. Can I come? Can I come back? Yes, you can. (laughs) Oh, I've so enjoyed chatting with you, and I think you have a platform, and you can share your own personal stories with whatever boundaries you want to put around that sharing. (laughs) Jackson says I have no boundaries, so (laughs) that's out the window. If if I could say anything, I think to people, it would be just kindness. Life is hard. For everybody, you never know what somebody is going through. You never know. Even I found even the ones that are smiling the most, sometimes they're the ones that are hurting the most because they feel like they have to hide it. It's one thing when you can look at somebody and tell they're hurting, but a lot of times it's that person with a big smile on their face and you're like, how was your day? Oh, I'm great. Everything, like the Lego movie, everything is awesome. It's not always awesome. So if we could just be kind to one another Mm -hmm. and try to lift one another up and understand that, you know, we all go through stuff and sometimes it's hard for all of us. Just be kind and try to be understanding that's what I would use my platform to say. I think that's awesome. And I hear you say that on your radio show, <laughs> and I appreciate it so much. Just be a kind human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining on the podcast today. Thank and you. If you are listening and you need some help with any of the topics we've been talking about today, you can find a therapist at 1-80counseling.com. We have five locations soon to be six. We're going to open a second Johnston County location sometime this fall in the Clayton area. And so reach out to one of us. We have about 70 therapists practice wide who are here to help you and just let you know it's okay to not be okay. And we're here to listen and walk with you through your story. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast presented by 180 Counseling with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.